All right. Well, you, you already heard the story. The kids told you the story. The angels hovered over the shepherds that first Christmas night. And we can read all about it uh, in Luke chapter 2. It says, Then the angels said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Christmas is a time for joy, a time to celebrate. Now, Pastor Jared spoke about joy last week, uh, about rejoicing. He certainly came at it from a, a, a different direction, though. He tried to tell us that there's joy in your life if you'll follow Jesus. And I'm all for that, aren't you? Except he continued to say, follow Jesus no matter where Jesus leads us. <laughs> That's my first point I want you to see in your bulletin. I have to admit, it's not joy that I'm usually looking for or seeking to embrace. It's usually the H word, happiness. Aren't you? I'm usually after happiness. Well, does the Bible promise us happiness? Uh, that's what most of us have made Christmas all about, isn't it? But the angel said nothing about happiness. It was tidings of great joy. And Now, there are certainly times when joy can include happiness. In fact, it was King David back in the Old Testament, Psalm 16, that put these two thoughts together, joy and happiness. Only he called it joy and pleasure. Psalm 16:11, You will show me, David says, the path of life. He's speaking to God. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures or happiness forevermore. Well, I like the old axiom, happiness depends on what happens, but joy is in spite of what happens. In fact, Oswald Sanders, the preacher and Christian author, he said, happiness depends on what happens, joy does not. And then Billy Graham got right down to the point, and he said, happiness depends on circumstances, but joy depends on God. Then I found this poster about joy. <laughs> I like that poster. But after I looked at it the third or fourth time, I realized that this poster isn't about joy. It's the exact opposite of what I'm trying to say here. The more I focused on the ice cream smeared on this kid's mouth, the more I remembered when Donnie and Debbie were kids. Joy only came if they got the ice cream. In fact, most of the time they had to have the more expensive sugar cone. Remember when those first came out? Or at least two scoops. As children, joy and happiness definitely depend on what happened. It takes maturity. This is my third point I want you to focus on. It takes maturity growing up a little to realize that happiness isn't the goal in life. It's the byproduct. Happiness isn't the donut. It's the donut hole. Happiness isn't the destination. It's part of the journey. But joy 
Now joy is the promised gift from God. The promised fruit for our lives if, if the Spirit works in each of our lives. Paul told, told us this in Galatians chapter 5. I've chosen the New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace. And then I kept thinking, should I give all of nine of them? Or, well, I need to give at least one more. Patience. Because most of us don't have the patience to wait for the joy. And that's part of the fruit of the Spirit, too. Point number four. We've been learning on Sunday mornings in the Gospel of John that only when we are abiding in Christ, in step with God's Spirit, are love, joy, and peace the fruit of our lives. They're the natural outgrowth of who we are in Jesus, only as we walk in the Spirit. Now, by all means, give your loved ones and family all the gifts that you would have stood in line for on Black Friday, but you ordered and purchased online this year. Give them all of those gifts, but don't make that the goal of Christmas. Let those gifts be the byproduct. Give your loved ones the gift of joy, the gift of Jesus, of Jesus living through you. Now, why is this so important? Well, last week again, Pastor Jared, he mentioned the disciples in Acts chapter 5. Remember, uh, well, let's see, verse 41. I believe that these disciples are the pattern or the model. You could even call it the benchmark showing when we are truly abiding in Christ or walking with the Spirit. All other attitudes fall short. Verse 41. So they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. You see, they took a beating for Jesus. But they're still rejoicing. They're with joy. I looked up the word rejoicing. Elation, satisfaction, celebration. These men and women were walking in the Spirit in step with the Savior as we learned in John 15, they were branches abiding in the vine. Remember how Jesus said it? I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So Jesus came to earth that first Christmas morning to bring us this kind of joy. That's what the angel said, remember? I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Now that was the angel shouting out his solo. And then the chorus jumps in. Verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace 
goodwill toward men. This is my sixth point I want you to think about. There were good tidings of great joy, but also because of this infant, this babe born in an obscure manger, peace on earth and goodwill toward men is now possible. The angels are singing about peace with God, eternal peace. Well, how does that work? Paul told us in Colossians chapter 1, I'm using the New American Standard Version, for it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Jesus. All the fullness. Lying in that manger, a baby is fully God, fully divine, yet helpless. But, even so, he possessed the power and capacity to create heaven and earth. He was God, wrapped in human skin, sent by the Father to make peace with mankind. No mere mortal could atone for the sins of the entire world. In verse 20 here it says, And through Jesus, to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. God the Father made peace with mankind through the sacrifice of his cross, the cross of Jesus. As we think of Christmas, we have to celebrate the cross. We can't look at the manger unless we see it in the shadow of the cross. God didn't make peace with mankind by just looking the other way or by saying, boys will be boys. My seventh point in the bulletin, God made peace with mankind by reconciling. Reconciling. It's a math word. It's an accounting word. It's what you're supposed to do with your checkbook every month. Reconcile your bottom line with what's really in there. Not always easy, is it? But it's what Jesus did for us on the cross. Everywhere that we come up short, He corrected it. He paid that price. And He made things right with the Father. How did he do that? I like the way the the message says it. It's a, a great translation or paraphrase. Colossians chapter 2. Think of it, the message says. All sins forgiven. That's for you and me. The slate wiped clean. That old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. Don't you need that? I do. Every day, I do. You see, my last point in the bulletin, Jesus reconciled the bank book of your sinful life. However much you or I came up short, Jesus paid it all on the cross. Jesus came to earth that first Christmas morning to bring us peace. That's what the angels sang. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, 
peace, goodwill toward men, joy, and peace from God. Joy that we can pass on to others this Christmas season. That's the greatest Christmas gift each of us can give to our loved ones this year. Now you kids, how can you bring joy into the hearts of your family? Well, first of all, by cleaning things up with a smile. Or how you treat your brothers and sisters. And then, by how you ask Jesus to help you live for Him and love your family like He does. You parents, how is your home guided and filled by the joy of the Holy Spirit this Christmas? Well, by the personal time you share with your children. As you share your faith as a family in prayer and Bible reading. And mom and dad, as you're walking with Jesus like those disciples did in Acts chapter 5, rejoicing in the troubles that come into your home. Peace with God. That's, that's the gift Jesus brings us under the tree this Christmas. But it's joy. That's the gift each of us can give to each other. I like how Becky Biggs has often reminded our children on Tuesday nights. Thank you, Becky. She gives out the formula for joy. Let's have uh, Tyler, you guys come on up. Joy, J-O-Y. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. That's the formula for joy. And it's my prayer that we all choose joy as our gifts for this Christmas. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming as a helpless babe in that manger. Then living for us and giving your life that we can have peace with the Father and that we can have you living in us to bring joy to others. Lord, thank you for these gifts this Christmas. In your precious name, amen. Let's stand and sing one last song together. Thanks, Tyler and John. Thanks for coming and enjoying these children. And I didn't tell Nancy I wanted her to come up here afterwards. Where are you, Nancy? Come on, come on up here. Nancy is our children's director, even though she's had all of this support and help working on stuff. And one of the things we like to do is just give her a special thank you. All right. This doesn't have your name on it, and I kind of like carte blanche myself. But we'd like to give you just a 
a little gift certificate. And thank, thank you, you for much. a great year. <laughs> All right. You can come up. Thank you. Uh, oh, that's right. If there are any, were there any cookies left? Oh, there's a. Okay, all right. There, there's a lot. Try not to grab. Okay, all right. And um, maybe our elders, couple elders, if you want to talk to someone, you can grab a cookie and then bring two, so you can share one with who's ever up here. But uh, it's good to have you. God bless. Don't forget to get a cookie in the back. <laughs>